Welcome on in to Sixer Circus, episode 57. We are back for another day, and guess what? The offseason carousel continues. James Harden made another comment today, but what did he say this time? We'll take a dive into it, man. Welcome into Philly Take with RB. RB here. Drop a like, comment, subscribe. You know the vibes. Ring the bell. Don't miss any of the content. We're still in the middle of August, and the drama lives on. We have some big plans for this season, man. We're going to take it to another scale. Keep on supporting the show. Let's dive into what James Harden had to say. It's the talk of the town right now. And he's back doing an interview with some, I think it's a Houston TV station, if I'm not mistaken, with Jason Bristol. And he asked Harden about the current situation. But what did he say? Communication with with the 76ers and how much patience do you need to have to to let this play out? I'm just I'm I'm been patient all summer, so uh, for me to just uh, focus on what I can control and that's uh, you know working out, staying in shape, and uh, getting ready for a good season. Too late to repair. He said working out, staying in shape. If that means driving motorcycles and mopeds down in China. I mean, come on now, James. Don't lie. Don't lie. In shape and uh, getting ready for a good season. Too late to repair the relationship. Uh, I think so. Okay. Do you have a too late to repair the relationship. Uh, I think so. Those are the words from James Harden. Now, obviously, it is too late to repair the relationship. You go and you make these comments about your former best friend, your right-hand man. Yeah, there's probably no going back from that. There's probably no going back from that. But what did James Harden say last year? Because, again, there's been a lot of debate about this. I'm not really on either side. I just want to see the team do well. And we're here to cover it, whichever way that happens, right? I'm getting told I'm a player hater and I'm pro team. Look, I'm just here covering it. I've said both parties have fault. But what did James Harden say last year, right? People keep telling me, oh, Daryl Morey had this sneaky agreement under the table and he promised this, this, and that. Where? Where's the evidence? Here, Here's something that we know James Harden said last year when he decided to take a $14 million pay cut. The Sixers signed Daniel House and P.J. Tucker. What did James Harden say to the public? He said, quote, I had convos with Daryl Morey, and it was explained how we could get better and what the market value was for certain players. I told Daryl to improve the roster, sign who we needed to sign, and give me whatever is left over. This is how bad I want to win. I want to compete for a championship. That's all that matters to me at this stage. I'm willing to take less to put us in a position to accomplish that. I'm calling BS, James. And I believed it all year. I preached it all year. I backed you up. But now seeing how this whole thing is playing out, obviously that's not the goal, right? James Harden has done almost everything that this game has offered except win a championship. And here he is, you know, just a year later, and he is willing to sit out. He is willing to call out his president of basketball ops because they will not give him a max contract, and it is just frustrating to see. You know, again, when James did this last year, it was very selfless of him. He was very much being a good teammate and a positive impact on his team, right? Kind of destroying some of those prior narratives, but now it has all come to a head. And when you think about Daryl Morey and James Harden, think about the two most arrogant people in your entire life. Put them at a head, put them on a staring contest, and see who blinks first. That's what's going on right now. And honestly, again, I think it's going to get worse before it gets better because Daryl Morey 
does not want to budge. Here's what Mark Stein had to say about it. He says, first off, the NBA is unlikely to discipline James Harden for his comments. Quote, it's difficult to see how Harden, for his part, will face any league discipline for what he said in China. He publicly and pointedly criticized the highest ranking official in the Sixers front office, but there's no league rule that precludes him from doing so. Well, he did kind of trash the product, and he also could have probably prevented future free agents from wanting to sign here. So I disagree. I think he did cause more damage beneath the surface that people are not really taking into consideration, but that'll have to play out with time. However, according to Mark Stein as well, he says the Sixers still do not want to trade Harden unless it, quote, maintains or enhances the championship odds of the team and team ownership in the front office are fully aligned on that stance. Nobody is budging here, ladies and gentlemen. Despite what you think, despite what you want, nothing is happening right now. Because again, the Sixers are trying to go all in here. It's weird this offseason they're having, but they brought in Nick Nurse. They're keeping Joel Embiid. They're trying to win. And, you know, I mean, Daryl Morey has done this before. He has stood on his ground and, man, it's going to get ugly. I mean, it's the Sixers can literally block James Harden from playing basketball if he doesn't come back. So if it gets to that extreme, the NBA will have to step in. I'm surprised they haven't already. They have with the Dame situation. You see how that played out? Still no traction on that. And I think the James Harden situation will be right there with it. Are they going to can Maury like they did with Sam Hinkie? By the way, who do you think has been a better GM for the Sixers since Sam Hinkie was canned? Is there anybody? Let me know your thoughts. I'm not saying Sam Hinkie was a brilliant mastermind, but has any GM done a better overall job than Sam Hinkie did? What do you guys think? Let me know down below. Speaking of Maury and James Harden, there's one guy who has actually had a lot of experience with both, and he's on the Sixers now. Patrick Beverly, who has advocated for James Harden to come back to the Sixers. And here is what he had to say. We finally get a teammate other than PJ Tucker on his Instagram story, giving a real thought on this situation. Let's hear situation. Obviously, you have longstanding relationships with both of these men. Is it difficult to find yourself in the middle here? No, not in the middle. Not in the middle. It's a tough one to be. And because I know both guys, you know, I the guy I hoop with, you know, down the half of my career, and it's a, and it's a guy who came and got me from, you know, overseas. I understand both sides. I'm I'm, I'm not here for the the bad James Harden press at all. I'm not here. I'm not here for for any of that. I, I came to Philly hoping he'll be here. It comes down to the handshake agreement and how much gravity you put on a handshake agreement. No, I put I agree on the handshake, and, and I was supposed to get a bag. Hell yeah, I'm going to be waiting on my bag. And if I don't get my bag, you fucking right, I'm going to feel some type of what on Durrell behalf. You know, his job is to uh, get the best product for as cheap as possible. But everybody know Durrell. His job is to make the team the best as possible for as many years as possible. And, you know, right here, I think he is, you know, trying to work the business side of it. You know, that's that's how Durrell works. He's he's a mastermind behind, like, you know, he, he makes shit happen. So, like. Daryl ain't going to get fleeced in a deal. I'll tell you that. Damn right, Pat Bev. He's not going to get fleeced, and he's not going to pay James Harden to max because he'll you know, end up getting injured or not showing up again when it matters. He could be a valuable player, but he's not going to pay the top dollar when the results are not there. And, and he even you know went further than he ever has this offseason. So Pat Bev did a good job of staying right in the middle, but he also does say, you know, James Harden, if he was promised a bag, should get the bag. So Pat Bev kind of staying in the middle. That's a smart thing to do. PJ, take notes, right? You know, PJ's situation will probably make the locker room more toxic 
Pat Bev did the right thing. He's, he stood right in the middle. He's been friends with both players and, and GMs. He's friends with both right now. And he's, you know, literally a part of what they are doing right now. So Pat Bev did the right thing here. And, you know, I think he makes fair points. I think there are really two equal sides to this situation that you could kind of make an argument for. So anyway, that's where Pat Bev is at. And one other Sixer before we get out of here, Tyrese Maxey has still not gotten an extension. The Sixers are not going to give that to him. Do you think there is cause for concern? Could Maxie look at this situation next year and say, I don't want to be a part of this? What do you think? Shout out to Austin Krell, who wrote about it on ESPN, our guy Austin. And he says, Rich Paul and Clutch Sports wanted to get an extension done this summer. Sources tell ESPN. Is Rich Paul coming back around the block to go at it with the Sixers yet again? So we'll pull up this article. Doesn't say too much. They talked about Kyle Newbeck's original report with the extension, and it says this is not viewed as a condemnation of Maxi or reflection of how the team values him with the team continuing to view Maxi as a long-term core piece. The lack of an extension would come down to the flexibility Philly can maintain by holding off on a deal, potentially going a pathway to another max slot next summer. And they go on and talk about it. It says Rich Paul and Clutch Sports expressed a desire to get it done this summer. Philly's position was the above. Wait until next summer and maintain flexibility. That's great from the Sixers standpoint. But what about Tyrese Maxey? I think the kid is really beloved here in Philly. I think he feels that, understands it. And he's going to be a heck of a player, as it says, you know, Philly views him as a long-term core piece. But what if he's unhappy? What if he starts to hear pressures from Rich Paul? Oh, I can get you more money here. Oh, you could be in a better situation. Your career can evolve better, et cetera, et cetera. We've seen Rich Paul you know, play out with the Sixers. Now they do say he handles business differently with each client and that's great. But you know, the Ben Simmons thing still lingers sometimes. So could Rich Paul try to pull some more leverage here with Tyrese Maxey? My viewpoint on it is again, you should not play with fire. You know, I would have extended Maxey, but if they really can clear another max slot and they're confident that they can get a player with that max slot, then maybe they have a plan. But right now everything's just jumbled up in the air. So uh, the last thing this organization wants to do is lose Tyrese Maxey. If they lose Tyrese Maxey, it's over. It's over. They're not winning for the next 18 years. But anyway, those are my thoughts. Give me yours down below in the comment section. Like I said, stay up to date with the content. Hit the like button, comment, subscribe. Give me all your thoughts down below. That being said, I will catch you all on the next one. Peace. <laughs>